I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This week on Up to 90, we talk... Macaulay Culkin. How are you, Ems? I'm good. How are you? We had a busy week. We did. We spent a lot of time together this week. A lot of time. What did Jim Jim Nugent say? Double the funny for your money. Yes. Such a good one. Thank yeah. you, Jim Jim. Because we're getting ready for Dublin Podcast Festival. Dublin Podcast Festival is happening on Friday. next Friday, the 12th, in Liberty Hall. We're doing double headliner with Dublin. And then we have our comedy gigs. We do have our comedy you gigs re- as well. We're doing a tour. Can you reel them off there? Let's reel them off. Yeah. So now I did have a long day because I was in Clonakilty at a yoga festival, as you do. So your name um, all over it. Yeah, my favourite part of yoga. Have you ever done yoga? I did it once and it was pregnancy yoga. Yeah, I did join a postnatal class a few years ago, not because I had a baby, just because I wanted to be ahead of the game. Yes. So I just wanted to go in and be like, yeah, I gave birth a couple of weeks ago and be like, oh my God, where did the weight go? Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. My favourite part of yoga, um, and I did have some of the lingo down today, was, you know, at the end they say namaste. Mm. And that means, I don't know if you know this, but that actually means, um, it's actually, it's Hindu. And it means um, yoga has now ended. You may now go to brunch. Oh, nice. And my favourite part of yoga is brunch. Because you know that you have to do brunch after yoga. That's okay, just the law. Right, okay. Yeah. No time to chill. No time for a birdie watch. No time for a birdie wash. I, every time I hear Straight namaste, in with your I, just, I just want to say, namaste, go fuck yourself. It I just know. It off the tongue, doesn't it? It does kind of remind you of somebody saying, I'm going to go, and the other person, namaste. <laughs> namaste. Namaste. You know, Zlocking. when they've had one, yeah. Zlocking. when they When they've had one shot of kombucha, too many. That's oh. another in joke. I thought kombucha was a shot. Did you think this? Yeah, it sounds familiar. It's apparently some like tea oh. that they were doning out this morning. Crap. And then there was a workshop on fermentation, which was interesting. And then I just got quite paranoid because, you know, the way I had the bowel problems yesterday in Dublin Castle. Were you food poisoning? It was straight up food poisoning. I just want to apologize to the fan that fan, inverted commas, a really nice person who came up to me. Did I tell you this in the bathroom of Berlin Bar? 
And I had just met a girl in the street, actually, who said, oh, I saw you in the laughter lounge during the week and you're very good. Um, and then even as I say that, I just hate myself. Like, yeah, why like, well, do you made up story get come over on. yourself? But then this other girl in the Berlin bar was like, I saw you in the international a few weeks ago. And you know, when you're like, I'm touching cloth. Oh my God. Cheeks clenched. I was like, there's no time for this whatsoever. So I did the whole like, ah, thanks so much. And then I was on the loo and then she was outside and she was like, you're very funny. And I was like, you must leave. Um, so I don't know, was she there for what happened next? But I'm really hoping she wasn't. I thought when you said big thanks to the fan, I thought you meant the fan in the bathroom. Like the actual w- fan. fan. Like the air conditioning it that was had to a, yeah. work so hard to yeah. mask yeah. the odor. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought you were referring to. It was to. so, like my ass exploded <laughs> is the only word I can use. Do you know, one of my children one time said when they were sick, like, oh, you okay? My bum just got sick. And you know what? That's that what is, is such... That's what it is. Your bum got sick. Yeah. And I like the way you kind of pass that story off. You change it a little bit not to embarrass your partner. <laughs> and that what, that's what makes you a good wifey. Do you know what, though? It's the worst when a poo is happening, whether you like it or not, and you're out no of your No control. Home. No control. And it's just... It's like I came home... And I smiled on the toilet when I came home. I sat there smiling mm. because it was still happening. But I was at home. Christ. I was at home. I, I told you about when it happened me and um, when I, I didn't have the bum sickness that you had, but I just had to go. And I was going to be on the Number crunch. one, number two. Number two. You know, obviously. a 38 year old man who does comedy asked me in recent weeks. Um, what, what I said was it a number one or a number two and he asked me the difference which one was the number one and which one was the number two yeah yeah 38 years on the on the I don't even want to know what happens when the lights go out um <laughs> delete that didn't know it wasn't who you think it was by the way it was right. another male who does comedy okay it was another one. Oh, I think talking I know. to me about his talk. Do you? Who do you think? Are they Irish? Yes. Anyway, we've said oh, enough. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. They'll they're, they'll definitely get it now. But uh, yeah, I was on in the crunch, and I was like, oh, I've got to go. Name drop. Got to go. So I went into Bankers, and I hadn't been in there in a, a year. I've a done it. I've nipped across to Bankers. No, but just what happened? There was a girl there to greet me with the menu. <gasps> They're on to you see they're on to comedians these and bankers. Yeah. I was like, no no and I was like, I had to think on my feet, I had to think fast. I was like, I'm just looking for my friend. Like start to look around basically I'm just looking for the toilets. And she (laughs) got old chestnut scanning the room. Yeah, she goes she goes, What does she look like? I was like, Who is this fucking inspector (laughs) Cluso? I was like, Oh she's brown. She's on to you. And I was like, She's on to you. This is absolute panic station. I was like, Oh, I can't see her. I can't see her. And I was like, this is uh, this is true. I go, maybe she's downstairs in the toilet. She goes, there's no one down in the toilet. I was like, but you want to fuck off? Do you want to fuck off? Do you want me to shit my pants? Is that what you want? Do you know what? I had a menu in my hand at this point. <laughs> and I was like, the last so look, thing I you just ordered a starter and a main. But yeah. Be strong enough, please. <laughs> like, fuck off. There's no 
nobody in the toilet. Look, I'll give you a tip. Just let me use. Well, she, what was her, describe her facial expression. Blank. You see, I... Just blank. blank. That's not what I expected. No, just blank. I, what, I couldn't even. I couldn't even lie to you and say oh, she was a scorpy little bitch or whatever. Or it was just blank. But you know what? If I if that was my job handing out the menus, I'd I'd have fun with it too. It's like it was like the start of a movie or something. Do you know what I mean? But like a horror, like something like you know, yeah, not a horror, a thriller. Well, God damn, a woman just never used the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to go into. Stag's head, which is not ideal. It's not an ideal toilet. Well, the th- problem with the it's stag's head is it's that like I just feel door. You're too exposed. It does feel quite saloony. Yeah. yeah. I'm always expecting somebody to just burst through. <laughs> and then <laughs> I sit there expectantly. But um yeah, and then as well, like when there's audience there, I just feel there should be I know we're just regular humans too mm. even though we're very very brave like we're extremely brave yeah, but, there but I just there. think there should be a barrier it's like you know Lady Gaga in her meat dress yeah nobody should see us yeah in exactly. that position like it's no, not don't like to think don't think um anyway this week we're talking no but so get in touch if you know of any good spots in Dublin in the rest of the country or internationally yeah for when sneaky you, number two. Yeah. No purchase required. Yeah, let us know because... Your shit don't We're around town a lot. And well, and we're constantly roaming <laughs> the streets of Dublin looking for somewhere to do sneaky number two. By the way, if you would like to get in touch with us, we have a couple of listeners who've been so great for sending us messages, supporting us in this whole venture. Mm. Please get in touch if you are going to the podcast festival. Yes. That is, we've done this before, but we were very serious. Please throw us a line. And list the dates for the comedy gigs before we come. Oh yeah, so dates for the comedy gigs. So the 18th of so the 12th of October, we're headlining Dublin Podcast Festival mm-hmm. with um, Dublin, yes. uh, PJ and Suzanne. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's happening uh, next week. And then 18th of October, we're in the Spiegel Tent with Deirdre okay. 19th of October, oh, in Wexford. 19th of October, we're in Clear's Pub, Kilkenny. 28th of October, we're in Chaplin's in Dublin. 9th of November, we're in Cavanaugh's in Portleash. 15th of November, we're in the Jew Drop Inn in Galway. 22nd of November, we're in Dolan's Limerick. Yeah. 7th of December, we're in Lynch's Tullamore. And 14th of December, we're in the Whale Theatre Greystones. Beautiful. Thank you. Now, don't say we didn't tell you. Don't say we didn't tell you. We're literally everywhere. There are no yeah. excuses. More um, dates to come in the new year, but we don't want to yeah. overwhelm you guys just Let's yet. Get, we'll get Christmas yeah. behind us. We'll just get Christmas behind us. Santa behind us and then, then we'll see how we're fixed. So, what okay. did you find out about Matt? Macaulay Culkin. Um, well, I suppose he his first role... 1980, he was born. 1980, see, he was born. it's funny because obviously we all know of him as a child star. Even though I know in my head that he must be older than me, I always, I still think in my head that he's like 15. 37. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. Still doesn't of course. Makes sense. He's to one me. of those. Um, first movie, he got a break in. 
Well, I know his first kind of big break was Uncle Buck. Was Uncle it? Buck, in yeah, 1989. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Very good. I used to love the girl who played the sister who we never saw again. What was that about with the amazing curly hair? I don't think we ever saw her again. And then, do you remember what was the thing when she went to the party? Yes. And the guy got And a the bit guy handsy. got all Brett Kavanagh. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, Uncle Buck was there to save, save the, the day. day yeah. I mean, we could have all used an Uncle Buck. Yeah, it was good. But I remember at the time watching that, I was like, obviously I wasn't watching it in 1989. I would have been four. But I probably was watching it at an age where I was kind of starting to become aware of that kind of stuff. It was quite a scary moment actually for a young girl to watch it. Yeah. Because especially because she really fancied him. And I mean, I think watching it was actually a very uncomfortable experience because you could see how that could happen so easily mm. and even I'm sure like even our own experience informed it that you fancy a guy and that just it was so realistic how it was played out it was, it was brilliant good, actually yes yeah. so, what uh, issue has become of her we must find out don't know probably and should have done great hair and amazing podcast, skin but yeah she was obviously a bit of a fucking idol for you she and <laughs> she just I am embracing the curls these days, Lister. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for noticing. So yeah, Home Alone, he got a measly 100,000k for Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Home Alone 2. Do you want to take a guess what he got for Home Alone 2? Oh, okay. We talking 400,000? 4.5 million for Home Alone 2. <laughs> yeah, close. And then he got 8 million, which isn't too bad, for Richie Rich and for another film. Do you remember the other one? So, right. It was around the same time as Richie Rich. Home Alone, Richie Rich. Oh. Uh, Revenge plot thriller. Getting even with Dad. Do you remember that one? No. Getting even with Dad. Eight mil. Who was in that? Who knows? Macaulay Culkin. Was it Ted? I'll have to, I'm going to look it up here. Who do you think was in it? Your man from Cheers, was it? I always called him Ted Kaczynski, but That's wasn't he the uni bomber? Yeah, think yeah. so. Okay, is that no. why people look at me funny when I'm like, I'm a big fan of Ted Kaczynski? No, it was definitely your man from here. Cheers. What was his name? Ted something or other? Ted Danson. Okay, Ted Danson, that was it. Was he playing dad? He was playing dad, was he? No, he'd never be somebody's dad, would he? Yeah, he had a ponytail in it, didn't he? Stop it. Yes. No. Yeah, I know, it was terrible. I hate, you know when you spot a guy in a bar and you think he's gorgeous and then he turns around and he's got a, a ponytail and it's so oh, no, upsetting. No, but I think if it's good hair, I don't By mind. By the way, it. how if is Jeff? Hair. How is your partner's best friend called Jeff? I saw you were spot on. Ted Danson yeah. is the dad. And a ponytail. With the white t-shirt, the denim shirt, it's all coming back. That is gas. Macaulay Culkin with the floppy fringe. Yeah, looking like he should, yeah. That is gas. So funny. Two and a half stars on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty, I remember even at the time it was it was pretty bad. Even you, as a nine-year-old, you were like, come on. Yeah, come on. Uh, well, the ponytail just... Where's the narrative arc? Straight off. Ponytail, I mean, I no. think there was... I have a memory that there was a lot of unnecessary montages. You know the way that was the style at the time? Yeah. When in doubt, whacking a montage with a bit of funky music over it. Yes. But I think there was about 15 in total in that whole movie. Okay. And I was like, do we really need a, a montage? They're just you ordering there. a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. 
Erica, let's but wrap every, this up. Every movie needs the montage of different sandwiches. Montage music. Isn't that it? You want turkey? <laughs> you want bread? Yellow. And then there's always some owl lad or owl woman at, at the counter of the diner going, geez, I don't know. Like that She's kind of like, thing. I don't know. They don't have a speaking You part. want another sandwich? Yeah. You got it. <laughs> just, they're just some stupid like, need more cheese or just like <laughs> just like an affable adult fuck off you gonna eat all that like that kind of <laughs> yeah and there's like a montage of the different fries i mean that's a movie i paid to see to be quite I'm honest i to myself now honestly um but no it wasn't his finest moment i had a lot sure. of chickpeas today it wasn't it wasn't long after that that he retired from acting Macaulay Culk. Yeah, Macaulay. Yeah, well, of course. So, yeah, poor old Macaulay. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, was it 1994? Shortly after, his parents divorced. And yes. that was his out. So, then he was like, okay, now I can get out of this now. Which I think, like, he was essentially a prisoner. Like, he was and being course, held hostage. <laughs> he was the money man. He was the money maker. And there were seven of them. There were seven kids. Huge family. So it was huge family. And his brother, um, Kieran, mm-hmm. who were the actors. So Kieran would have been in a few Poor things. Poor old Kieran. We all remember him. Mm. No, we don't. Um, um, but what's become a Kieran? I wonder. Uh, I don't know. I think I've even seen him in something recently enough. Like I think he's still acting. He's still. But um, yeah, he uh, he's still flogging that dead horse. I, I think he, he done uh, fifteen movies in seven years. Yeah, and well, he said, like, like he done. said, because in an interview with um, Mark Maron on his What the Fuck podcast, yeah. he talked about how when they divorced, he was like, I'm done, guys. Hope you all made your money because there is no more coming from me. Um, so essentially, it was kind of like a workhorse for the fam. The dad especially was uh, a bit of a bully, uh, according to his interview with Mark Maron. Anyway, he, Kit, of course, was the name of the dad. Yes. And he said he was mentally and physically abusive. And also that he used to threaten him with things like do good or I'll hit you. But he, Macaulay uh, or Mac, to his friends, as he likes mm. to be called, he maintained in the interview that it was stemming from jealousy because, of course, Kit, I think we knew that about Kit, had been an actor himself. And he said, like, you know, everything he tried to do in life, I excelled at before I was even 10 years old. So, you know, a strange dynamic, I suppose, between father and son when you're jealous of your nine-year-old. Yeah. And you're relying on him for the dosh to fund the other six children like I it's know. just crazy a lot of pressure. and so he because what i remember about macaulay culkin do you remember he divorced his parents when he was 15 yes so he and it was such a new thing you're like such a new fake. thing because i used that's to threaten my mother thing. all the time if you're not careful did you you're getting divorced <laughs> and sure this was before we even had divorce between two consenting adults like yeah. 1995 i was like if you're not careful mom this was during my period when I'd also tell her to rack off. Oh, and rack that's off. how yeah, that's how she knew I was secretly watching Home and Away in my she cousin's house. It's like, why don't you just rack off, Mum? Can you do on Aussie? I can't do Aussie. Why, why don't you rack off, off Mum? Oh god, yeah, much better. You'd yeah. Say mom, rack you? off mum. What do they call their mothers? Dingoes or something like that. Mum. Mum. Dingo. Mum. Was the dingo at my baby? That was the nineties. We can never talk about it. Damn it. 
Such an interesting story. Do you remember that film first with Meryl Streep? No, she I didn't had the see Aussie it. accent down. Did she? I'd recommend, yeah. I mean, she's a good old, like, to be fair, she's a good old actress. I'll give her that. Give her that. Jember Gayburn had this really weird obsession with Meryl Streep during the 90s. He just gets, he has, he'd had this about a few women. Yeah. Obsessed with Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> Thought she I was his child when she or something. Said, don't speak to me like I'm a child. And the audience inhaled. Like, that tells you something, listener, about 90s Ireland. Like, this was the shock factor. Not Sinead emerging dressed as a priest with her skinhead. I'm ripping up the it was saying to Gay Bird, Beloved don't Irish speak star. to me like I'm a child, even though he was speaking to her like a child. It was. Weird, weird relationship that was. And Meryl Streep, he was, he was definitely... He was definitely well into her. Um, <laughs> not sexually, but in some so mad he was, way. He so big. he sued his parents, Macaulay Cook and right. not Gay Byrne, uh, mm. sued his parents for 17 million, removed them as legal guardians. Another interesting fact about Macaulay Culkin, um, he was, uh, he's godfather to Paris Jackson. Yes. And he so t- when he was 19, he mm. was made godfather to her. And of course he went to court for MJ. Yes. What do we make of that? What do you think went on? I, I believe everything that he says. He says that he was never made to feel uncomfortable. It was never a big deal. He said it was a genuine friendship for mm. a period in his life. He said that um, he reached out. To, I think he was in some play and he came up to him afterwards. I thought he was messing with this and he said that Michael Jackson approached him and he was with uh, Donald Trump. Because they were kind of friendly at the time. Michael Jackson was friendly with Donald Trump. Yeah. But you see, what gets brushed under the carpet, like Oprah used to be best buds with Donald Trump. Yeah. Like all of this is forgotten. I know. Um, but I didn't, I'd never heard about the Michael Jackson bit before. So he approached him and then it was just like, oh, do you want to hang out and stuff? And he said he, he'd slept over in his bedroom loads of times, but he said his bedroom was on two stories. So I think they kind of, when they talk about the bedroom, it wasn't like just, you know, a little box room kind of thing or whatever. (laughs) Sorry, that was me. Like Dublin rental crisis reduced to sharing a bed. Yeah, we really should get a double duvet for this single bed. Just, you know, it's not working. It wasn't that kind of setup at all. So, yeah, and I think uh, he's very close to Paris, but... you know, he just say. I totally agree. You know, I don't think he was. I don't think he was abused by Michael but he Jackson can, you know, either. He can only speak for his own experience. Exactly. With yeah. The man, but he doesn't talk about Paris. But I, I don't think. think. I don't think his relationship with Paris. I mean, I'm not saying that he what couldn't have this relationship if Michael Jackson had abused him. But I don't think it would be yeah. as seemingly genuinely loving and it seems to be quite like a, a joyful relationship yeah. and almost a bit paternal. Yeah. yeah. And what video was he in of Michael's? Oh, the one black or white. Yeah. And it's so great because he's this really petulant, bold American child at yeah. the start. And playing this horrendous <laughs> Wayne's <laughs> World electric guitar type <laughs> shebang at the start of the video. And the long suffering father was like, quiet down. <laughs> and he's like, I want to listen to it, okay? And then the poor dad is transported to another era. Yeah, it's black, it's white. Yeah, yeah. Great song. song. I think that's probably my favourite Michael Jackson song. No. No, not for me. Do you know what song I love? But we have to agree. Scream. 
him and Janet. No, is that your favorite? Not my favorite. Well, I one do of my like favorites. it. It's the well video, Trump. The video oh, yeah. was so massive. Watched at the it time. the other day. It still stands up. Still and amazing. MTV making the video. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that was mega. And Michael, he was hard work though. I was. He couldn't he get was it. He couldn't work. get it. But there wasn't a bit of crack to be had out. I'm like, no. Now, don't get me wrong. If he was still knocking around today, we all wish he was. We'd definitely have him on of the podcast. Of course, he'd be a DM. But it'd be it'd be tough work getting a bit of crack out of him. Yeah, he he. And I just answer the well, question. Well, I'd like him to bring Michael. blanket just to see what's up with blanket. I mean, actually, blanket Jackson, if you're listening, yeah, he'd be a great guest. That'd be a great guest to get on the podcast. I'm sick of Paris. Blanket's the one I want to hear about. I know Paris getting all the attention. No, I shouldn't say I'm sick of Paris because I'm genuinely not. Um. And actually, De- I was going to say, she's the image of Debbie, isn't she? The mother. Paris, is she? With the eyes and stuff. Oh, is oh, she? Yeah. I haven't, I I haven't seen so. that yet, no. Um, but I saw, there was this lovely video of Paris painting, uh, or was it, what it was a photo of Paris painting Macaulay's nails, giving him a little pedicure. Oh, yeah. He seems to have his nails painted quite a lot. Yeah. And they seem to have a really lovely relationship. And also, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously not going to tell us what the meaning is behind these tattoos. But they have matching tattoos of kind of spoon-shaped objects. Oh, right. No idea what that could signify. Spoon-shaped objects? Little spoon, big spoon, maybe. Is that what it's about? I don't know. But... Did you see what he's up to today? Well, he went off because, oh, yeah. So, of course, he got married and divorced to Rachel Schreiner, is it? Rachel yeah. Schreiner. And then divorced in 2002, hooked up with Mila Kunis. Yeah. Absolute babe. Went out to like together eight for years. eight years. Yeah. And then she was saying, actually, in an interview um, that she was a bit of a dick in the relationship oh, right. and that when she broke up with him her mom was des- devastated I mean he does seem like the sweetest guy and I think because as you said we still view him as a 15 year old you're almost like a bit protective of him or something yeah. like weirdly so even though he's older than us like it's ridiculous but she did say that her mother went crazy when they oh, broke God. up and that her mother went even crazier when she heard she was going out with Ashton Kutcher because of course he'd been divorced from Demi and then there was all the, the oh, rumor mill okay. at the time all this kind of thing even though to be honest like I wouldn't have necessarily been team Demi in that divorce at all I remember when she threw him a tweet when they were married and she was like I love you so much baby and he responded with the other way you could have told me that was verbally because they're in the oh, sa- you know they're in the God. same room you know this kind of crack yeah. well I just felt my thing about Demi Demi was she was just she was absolutely delighted with herself with yeah. the plastic surgery wasn't yeah. she like fair play Fair play, but she was nearly sniffing her own hole. She was yeah, so happy about yeah, it, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Don't mind me, of course, you'd be happy about it, but I was just like, you know, she's kind of like pushing her daughters out of the way, if like for photo opportunities, yeah, yeah, Do you know, and that whole Charlie's Angels thing. I was just like, chill out. Just you've had, you've had. As she we had quoted Joanne McNally last week, her joke. What was her joke? You heard her do it. Why they're oh, yeah. all getting it, or, or none of us yeah, are we getting need, it. We, we need, need to, to sit down. Up, yeah, link up with women. Are we all getting it, or none of us getting it. Would you get work done? Um, I think I would. I would get like a bit of Botox. I would. No, I wouldn't get Botox. Would you not? No, I'm so scared of like just paralyzing your face. Mm. I I'd get like an invasive facial or something or whatever. I bet you would. But. 
I wouldn't get Botox. What's an invasive facial? Is I'm that ta- when they when draw ta- blood or something crazy? Uh, yeah, like maybe when they inject blood into your face, like the vampire facial or... This has to stop. But I'd say I might do it. I haven't done it. I haven't See, done anything. There's a bloody needle. I don't know. Like the a, brownies. Judy, I'm not even You've got a problem. Judy, I'm not even getting my eyebrows You're injecting done. your not, own I'm face not getting now. Waxed. I'm not getting my eyebrows done. You need to back the fuck up, okay? Thank you. I'm saying I might. I just don't s- want it to come between us and the podcast. You I know just you're don't want get your loads problem. Of shit done. You're only dying once you have the cash. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I, God, I don't know if I did get something done. And I'd be like, you have a completely... But look, you head. are injecting your own blood. <laughs> so what you I do know. with your own blood know, is your a, business. I'm saying I, I might get a, a, a mad facial for a few hundred quid, but like, I wouldn't... I mean, I just couldn't be bothered to get anything else done. And personally for me, I don't think I wouldn't... I wouldn't have the cash, I wouldn't have the inclination, I wouldn't be bothered enough, but I wouldn't get plastic surgery personally because I don't think it would be a great example for my daughter. I don't think it's a great example for a teenager to see her mum getting plastic surgery. Wow. And Hello that's where I there. stand. So if you're going to ask Hello me a question... Hello there, on the high horse. Can you hear me up there? Hiya. Do you not agree, though? I do. Yeah, I, I do agree. I No, I do, I do, do, I do agree. Mean? Like, if you came home... If I could click my fingers, I'd be all for it. Yeah, yeah. I think when your daughter's at an impressionable age as well, and it's bad enough you're injecting blood in the kitchen. (laughs) At the kitchen table, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Her her childhood is sad enough, to be honest. I'm sucking sucking the blood out of steaks before I cook them just so I can inject it into my own fucking face. Um, so yeah, so Macaulay Culkin hooked up with Mina Kunis. She said she was a bit of a dick, but she, they went out for eight years, and I'm sure she's probably just blaming herself there. You know, things yeah. Go well, wrong uh, in what I had seen is, I think she was in LA and he was still in New York, and I think it just kind of ran yeah. Its course and she and did it say it was very mutual. hard being with him because his fans were kind of mental about him, like just yeah. what we said, very like almost like seeing him in the street was nearly a religious experience, and people were so protective of him because he always had that very lost kind of he always had that very kind of you know lost feeling to him he came well, across was, as a very yeah. lost little boy i think the whole thing about him was that he was the biggest kind of child star probably since surely yeah 100 percent. then it was our first kind of well maybe drew barrymore but i think lots of the stories about drew barrymore came out later yeah about kind of her childhood and you know parties that she was at that she should mm-hmm. have been at but like when he divorced his parents, we all found out about that yeah. as it was happening. Yeah. So I think people were like, oh no, Macaulay, like, is everything okay? And because and it hadn't really happened before, like, yes. I think that we were just like, what, can you even do that? Yeah. And I think like, oh. it kind of, I think it kind of, um, it colored, like you looked back then on the, on the other you know, you looked back then on um on the on the films that he had done, and it kind of yeah. coloured your viewing of them because you just thought, oh god, like what was going on behind the scenes as well. I know. Have you seen his new website? No. Well, I was going to say he was a roadie for quite a few years for rock bands, oh, yes, and he course, just and toured he around, just toured around like putting stages together, and like clearly just wanted to renounce the whole like acting lifestyle, all the rest, and just wanted to be like a normal kid for and those few ha- years, and just basically, as my mother would say, spent the few years arsing. 
<laughs> I think is the technical yeah arson about term. is what my mom say yeah no yeah, yeah and he had his own band for a good few years as well yes but that most pizza underground yeah. are the are the pizza themed comedy rock band doesn't sound like it's gonna work but he does have quite a few mil in the bank well he sounds like a bit of an artiste now is uh because I think wasn't he kind of uh fake live tweeting the, the Oscars where he's, he kind of announced that he was going to live tweet, but fake. So he's put, he did all these kind of fake awards and just like ripping the piss out of people. Mm-hmm. And everyone loved it. So he has this website, bunnyears.com. So bunnyears? Bunnyears.com. Right. Tell me more. Um, so ba- it's like satirical writing and some videos of him and then he has a podcast as well oh but it seems to be like the future podcaster kind of the it's i think it's like really like the resurgence of macaulay culkin because then he's been on ellen he's been on jimmy fallon and all the stuff was like really funny he just like he doesn't care he's just doing whatever he wants to do Mm. like i suppose he's doing whatever he thinks is funny or true to how he wants to express himself and uh, there's this whole thing at the moment between him and Devin Soya. Do you remember him? Yes. So I was first introduced to him when he was in Casper, the friendly ghost yes. with Christina Ricci. Do you remember that one? I was mad for him. So the two of them, at, it's going on now at the moment. They have this thing on Twitter where they're kind of, I don't know, saying I'm better than you kind of thing and you know, wearing T-shirts like Devin Sawyer's wearing a T-shirt with Macaulay on it and saying, I'm going to go and rob a bank now and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know. Twitter spat. Twitter spat. Yeah. Totally, you know, having the larf. Well, like um, um, Conor McGregor and the whole staged escapade last night in Russia. Yeah, I didn't. That was, come on. But I I was never that interested in that, to be honest. (sighs) Do you know what it is? It is pure gladiators, WWF. Like, anyone who buys into that rubbish. But I was like, who? The thing of, like, the bus. I mean, as if he wasn't told we need a bit of hype. As if he wasn't oh, told to do that. I don't know. Well, I, no, I think that's it's a, it's a sport and all that. And there's But I think people. all these theatrics are purely but staged. I, but and see, I think it's coming was, from the top. I that's like, my is theory. He not, is he not finished now? Because you know the way in boxing, if you'd lost once then if you'd lost twice you'd be that would be it to be over but then it just seems to go on whatever with mma but it's look i don't know anything about it mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be for me now it's a bit vicious i wouldn't be able for it I, do you know what i mean i wouldn't be able for that personally well, not, i, mean, I wouldn't want to be in a cage Emma, you're losing blood by the pint <laughs> every day so of course you wouldn't be able for that no um yeah, that is interesting. So, yeah, no, he did become a roadie for the few years. He did do, uh, what was the name of that film he did in 2003? It was kind of his last movie, American something. I'm going to look look it up here. Oh, sorry, Party Monster in Oh, yeah, it was completely different. He was like club totally promoter, was Yeah, and it's actually quite a dark story. I'd recommend if you're into true crime, because that all revolved around oh, a true okay. crime. Um, My Favourite Murder did an episode on it and they actually talk about the Macaulay Culkin film. I haven't watched the film myself, but it does seem like a really interesting story. So obviously total departure for him acting-wise. And 
He was busted for drugs, the requisite drugs bust. Of course. By the way, his wife, his missus, was Rachel Minor, not Rachel Schreiner. So my apologies Oh, to any I, kn- I knew who you were talking listening. about, though. I can see her face. Two years they were married. Got married when they were oh, 18. Yeah. Separated um, and then divorced. Divorced by 20. Yeah. I should look at um, he wasn't found with much drugs in him, I don't think. Was no. A bit, bit of marijuana. That, honestly, you need to stop weed. injecting your own blood because it's totally skewing your vision. It's skewing your judgment, okay? It's a not quite. You haven't fed your kids in days. Um, so, yeah, quotes. 2004, he was busted. Busted for marijuana um, and a couple of Xanax. And obviously pled not guilty and got three one-year suspended prison sentences, blah, blah, blah. So he's totally fine. And then in 2004 in Larry King Live, so he talked in that interview. Um, he kind of discussed a lot on that when he talked about the conflict in his family. That was one where he really talked about the estrangement with his dad as well, losing his virginity when he was 15. And he said it wasn't gross or weird, like he planned it, which was kind of nice to hear, even though you think 15, so young. But, you know, when you hear, look at the likes of Corey Feldman, now I know he would have been a bit a little bit after him, mm. but when you, and Drew Barrymore and all these people, you think, oh, well, at least that wasn't a traumatic experience for him as well as everything else. And then he uh, lives in Paris. Since 2013, he lives in Paris. Did you know that? I did. Okay, fair enough. With and he's been in a relation with this Changeland co-star, Brenda Song, and they seem like a really cute couple. Like, she comments things like, stud under his Instagram like oh, it's yeah. real it's real like that she was in this why would program. you say that if it wasn't real like she, it has to be she real she was in this program called Sweet Life on Deck uh, which was on Nickelodeon oh, I'm thinking about Ant and Deck and no no sounds like was, an adult show you know a Nickelodeon <laughs> Sweet Life on Deck with those two twin lads those American twin lads who were the American twin lads oh I've no idea you're done. Give me a clue now. Are Sweet. they sure they're not the twin girls, the Olsen no, no, twins? No, Is that no, you're talking exa- about? Well, it's the same kind of thing, but they came after them. They're two fellas. And they had who a couple of shows. I wonder. I don't know who they were, basically, right? So they're the two boys who played uh, Ross's son and friends, Ben. They shared that role. Do you know the way they do that in programs? Mm. And um, so they're kind of like child, sweet life on deck. Hang on. Just pause it there, Jamie. Sweet. I'm after typing sweet deck on sweet life. Zach and Cody. <laughs> Sorry. I've oh, ca- yes. I remember but now. they kind Zach of passed Cody. us by in Ireland, didn't they? Yeah, but you see, Ella used to watch sweet, sweet oh, life. Okay. It was sweet life of Zach and Cody. And then it was sweet life on deck so they basically the first they were in a hotel and then they just put them on a cruise ship and the cruise ship one in particular was the worst thing i've ever had to sit through in my life i mean it's horrifically bad but anyway she was in that so i have problems detaching her from her character okay um it was traumatic again i think if you stopped injecting the blood emma <laughs> With Sweet Life on Deck is, I think it's a wonderful. But they're a nice little couple, aren't they? They are cute, yeah. And then actually, I had this, I had this lovely quote from him as well. So you know the way when he divorced the parents, quote, sad, really, all he wanted to do was go to school. 
he just wanted to go to so high school. A bit of normal. And not work for eight years. So he talked about, um, I'm just going to read this here. I went to high school, high school, which was a good thing because I hadn't interacted with many people my age and I didn't really have friends. I had a million acquaintances and no friends. Sad, yes. isn't it? And then when he talked about his friendship with Michael Jackson, and obviously we mentioned the black and black or white video, <laughs> and then he spoke <laughs> at his trial, <laughs> and he reported he had sleep slept in the bedroom, as you said, on countless occasions, but also stated that the ba- bedroom was arranged over two stories, and referred to the allegations that something sexual had happened as absolutely ridiculous. Um, so yeah, Macaulay Culkin. I think we all still have a soft spot for him. Yeah, he's coming back. Well, he's he's back, but he's going to be big. That's my big prediction okay, so for 2019. A syringe hanging out of <laughs> Emma's cheek. How oh, she says that with confidence. Okay, I'm blood rush straight to the head. I, you know me. I'm blood not rush with, straight no. to the face. I was going to say, you know me. I won't say definites about things unless I believe that's total lie because total I, lie. I only deal total in definites. But no, I truly believe. 2019 is going to be his year. Macaulay Culkin's and year. People are going to be like, "Why were you gone for so long? We love you." I'm yeah. You. Or could I go? Well, that's what I'd like to happen. That's what's happening because I still haven't fully recovered from his death in my girl. Oh yeah. Oh, there one has of the to be a mi- there has to be know, a happy uh, ending. There has to be a happy on ending his, to Macaulay Culkin's on story. his website. Those bloody bees. He was allergic to the bees, Emma. On the website. One of the articles was Macaulay Cook and interviews the swarm of bees from Aww. my girl. I like the way he's got a really quirky sense of humour. But he interviewed the, the swarm of bees. I mean, that must have been a very hard interview to conduct. <laughs> but I'd say that was probably just immediately prior to the drugs bust, was it? No, it's recent enough. Okay. It's written out as recent, okay. yeah. You're going to make you another see, joke about me injecting seems, my face. I mean, because, you know, <laughs> do you think he had a joke problem? Because do you remember yeah, when he, he was did, supposed yeah. to be injecting um, $6,000 worth of heroin? And he was very elusive, actually, in his response, because he said, you know, he didn't say I wasn't doing drugs. But mm-hmm. he was like, no, I wasn't like using $6,000. Like he was very much playing the semantics game. But he looked awful. I mean, I think there was no denying that there was. I I think that's why a lot of people were like not really interested in what he was up to because it didn't agree with. It didn't correlate. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't correlate with Macaulay Culkin. We knew. I think what his major problem was. Forget about the drugs. Forget about all that blonde facial hair. I mean, never got darker. It never got darker. A blonde beard, a blonde goatee. Do you remember when he had a blonde goatee? And he's he's like us, Judy. You're right, Emma. Fair complexion. Now, if he kind of been more sallow skinned with the blonde beard, a kind of like Norwegian, yeah, yeah, maybe Nordic. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, build bit bulky. We could have got into it, and it was very straight beard hair. Didn't look yes, coarse. poker straight. And I, think I would the use the word fine. Very fine. Awful fine hair. Very fine, and straight, I think blonde hair. It happened at the start of the year. He'd shaved that awful fucking yoke off and he'd cut his hair. Do you remember the picture of him and he's in a shop and he's buying cigarettes and he has a he denim. He looks great. Yes, he has he the black. Great. He has the black framed glasses he on. He looks so well. Yeah. 
but he had put on weight in that one and we like our men with a bit of chunk don't he we emma had, he had a few sambos guys if you're listening we like the chunk the denim shirt and the he white, looks brilliant yeah he uh, looks great in that pic and the WhatsApp girls group was a hop in that I day. Liked, anyone had I liked Brenda's, I br- liked Brenda's comment stood that day. Yeah. He said, you're stood today, Macaulay. Yeah. Um, and actually, do you know, one of the things he said, which I thought was quite funny as well, and Larry King, he talked about how, you know, in Home Alone and Kevin's obviously such a cre- clever kid. He's like, why didn't he just call the cops? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Devin Sawyer. Then you wouldn't have had a career, by the way, Mac. <laughs> Yeah, that's what if Devin, you want to play that game. <laughs> Devin Sawyer said basically that um, you know, back in nineteen ninety he'd met a young Macaulay Cook and he's like, I have this scene in the bathroom and I don't know what to do. Um, I don't know how to make the scene and he advised him to put aftershave on his face and slap his cheeks and then open his mouth. I said, You're welcome. So that's who I idea it was. It was Devin Sawyer. He was a little cutie though, wasn't he? I was gorgeous, yeah. Absolutely adorbs. Plain yeah. cheese pizza. Who we Every time about... I go for the plain cheese pizza. And we haven't mentioned you cheese know for a couple of weeks now. We talked about, obviously, Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. And we were saying there was a similarity there. But not a patch. Not no. a patch. No. He didn't have the lovable Zach Morris. I'm sorry, Mark. Lo- what was the same again? Mark Grossier? Glossier. Mark G. Marchie yeah. Mar- just um, didn't have a patch Mark on Macaulay because yeah. Macaulay had the Dennis and Menace but you know what he also had and I'm not getting mm. all I'm not getting all whimsical mm. I'm not getting sentimental Emma at my old age because I am turning 30 <laughs> one uh, so no 34 um, he had a vulnerability yeah but you know it was I thought well. that was going to crack no, you no 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 this is what it is Mark Paul he acted the lines, but Macaulay understood the lines and felt them. Okay. And this, that's what it was. The end of this and podcast that's the end of the episode. No, no, no. You could say, Emma, Mark Paul said the words, but Macaulay lived them. Anyway, listen, we're out of time. That's a ridiculous statement. Uh, so Macaulay and another thing he said, um, there's Macaulay and there's Mac and you can play with the first guy. I think he meant verbally, Emma. You looked very... Right, you okay, suddenly yeah. looked very peaked, but again, that yeah. could just be the, <laughs> the rush of blood <laughs> to the face. <laughs> just before we go, I want to comment on what we're wearing this evening. Yeah, so too. Emma's got a hoodie yeah. under the dressing gown. Yeah. So... What about her? Yeah, you're you're really touring with Giz a laugh now. <laughs> you really are. We're taking this show on the road taking it on the road talk about macaulay living the words anyway (laughs) oh Oh, what a giggle what a giggle let's end it there we couldn't peak we couldn't top that i I mean we could try (laughs) (laughs) anyway listen kids thank you so much for listening listener singular thank you so much sure we'll see you again See yeah, we'll soon. definitely get All on right. to you again. Thanks Take for care. listening. And if you have any funny memories, if you ever encountered Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay setting up a stage or chatting to some more of bees, just let us know. <laughs> yeah. Tweet us, Instagram Peace. us, Facebook us, CatholicMatch.com. We're in all the usual places. Okay, bye.
This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.